From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. This week, the multi-million dollar world of college basketball got hit with allegations of bribery, corruption, and fraud. Allegations of widespread bribery involving high-profile coaches and one of the world's largest athletic companies are rocking men's college basketball. After a three-year investigation that involved wiretaps, an FBI informant, and undercover agents, June Kim, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, announced the charges along with the arrest of 10 people, including four coaches. Month after month, the defendants exploited the hoop dreams of student-athletes around the country. Joining me to discuss the controversy is Joan O'Sara, a Bloomberg View columnist and the author of Indentured, the inside story of the rebellion against the NCAA. Joe, good morning. Good morning, Charlie. So we have some people who are charged that include coaches from Auburn, USC, Oklahoma State, and an Adidas executive. What exactly did they do? There are two different sets of charges. One set of charges says that assistant coaches were basically given money, bribed by uh, would-be agents and financial planners to steer some of their players who were going to be drafted to this agent and to this financial planner. In other words, taking advantage of the trust the player had and the assistant coach to get them to line up with a certain agent. And of course, if you're a top draft pick, you make millions of dollars, the agent gets three or 4% of that, everybody gets rich. The second set of charges is about Adidas. And in one particular instance, although they're sort of saying this is widespread, an Adidas executive gives the family of a top recruit. A high school recruit. High school recruit, in this case $100,000, to go to an Adidas school. In other words, a school that has an apparel contract with Adidas, in this case the University of Louisville. And so he's been charged with essentially bribing the family of this athlete. To basically stay with the Adidas company. And so when you go to the school, you'll continue to wear Adidas clothes right. and, and you'll be right. connected to Well, them. actually, the athlete, who's uh, Brian Bowen, who's one of the highest profile recruits in the country, he was a Nike athlete because he was on Nike uh, high school teams. And now they were switching him to an Adidas athlete. So this was kind of a big coup. So why is the FBI and federal prosecutors, why are they involved in this? That's a darn good question. Um, I would say because there's a lot of publicity. Uh, they, they stu- I mean, were they breaking a particular rule or what was the issue that they are so concerned about that they've brought these charges? Well, I mean, they're basically saying this is bribery. You've bribed the player to go to the school and you've bribed the coaches to give you uh, athletes that you can make money from. The question is, you know, is it really a bribe or is it a violation of NCA rules? And I would also point out that in the complaints, there's a large section in every complaint about NCA rules. And there's no question that the FBI and the prosecutors are linking what's happened to a violation of NCA rules and sort of basically saying that fraud has been committed on the universities and fraud has been committed on the NCAA. And that's part of the underlying crime. But if there are charges of bribery, None of the people who actually received money, I should say none of the players who actually received some of this money, they weren't charged in this. That's correct. I have a theory about that. Nobody said anything about it. But my theory is that 18-year-old African-American kids who come from Saginaw, Michigan, where the average per capita income is just above the poverty line, is a pretty sympathetic defendant. And I think that dragging the kid into court and charging him uh, would not help their case against the adults, but would actually hurt it. So what has been the fallout since these charges were unveiled? 
Well, you know, all hell is broken loose in the world of college basketball. Uh, Rick Pitino, the famous coach at the University of Louisville, has lost his job. The athletic director at Louisville has lost his job. Undoubtedly, Brian Bowen, the player, will never play a day in college basketball because he's already been suspended. Wow. Um, now, there is definitely an implication on the part of the prosecutors and the FBI that they're only at the beginning of this and that this is much more widespread. And, of course, it is much more widespread. I mean, that's the thing. Once you uncover this rock... It's not just going to be one worm or two worms or one rat. It's going to be dozens. I have to admit that I don't really follow a lot of the details of college basketball. But when I look at the reactions of people who do, it reminded me of the movie Casablanca, where, you know, shocked, shocked to find that there's gambling going on here. This feels like if you follow the world of college basketball, this is the worst kept secret of how it works. Uh, it pretty much is. And, and let me just say that there's one incredible moment in the complaint where Adidas is discussing how much they should pay Brian Bowen's family. And they say, well, can we get it any lower than 100000 And the, uh, the assistant coach or whoever's involved says, oh, no, you can't because that's the going rate. Well, at the heart of this is this question about paying amateur athletes and whether or not they should be paid. And you have argued in the past that they should be. Absolutely, I have. And I think that would solve a lot of these problems. Think for a minute what's really happening here. The world of college sports operates on a free market basis for everybody except the players who have tremendous fair market value, much more than a scholarship. So what happens? But isn't the scholarship their pay? They get a four-year education that's paid for? Sure. <laughs> and, and, and therefore, that's all they're worth on the open market? No. They're bringing in millions and millions, even billions of dollars. They're worth a lot more than the $160,000 or so that the college scholarship is. And what happens is an underground economy develops because that's what happens when you suppress the free market. It's inevitable. And so my argument has long been take the money from under the table and put it on the table. Make everything transparent. Make it legal to have agents so they don't have to be bribing coaches. Make it legal to sign with a shoe company. If you do that, all these problems mostly go away. So what should the NCAA be doing? <laughs> Dissolving itself? No. What the NCAA is going to do, I know what it's going to do, is going to use this scandal to try and tighten their hold on amateurism and to basically say, this is not only bad, this is criminal. And we have to stop it, and we have to really purify college athletics. I know that's what's going to happen. And, you know, they may succeed, they may fail, but that will be their argument until the day they fold. And is this an issue that's just specific just to basketball? Football also. College football and men's basketball are the two sports that bring in the money. Uh, women's soccer team, you do not have this problem. And you also don't have this problem in hockey and baseball, even though they have professional leagues. And the reason for that is because unlike basketball and football, when you graduate high school as a baseball player, you have a legitimate choice to become a professional go in the minor leagues or to go to college. You don't have that choice for basketball or football, which is why they are basically the minor leagues for the pros, and players want money. Jonas Serra is the author of Indentured, the inside story of the rebellion against the NCAA, and he's a columnist for Bloomberg View. Joe, thank you. Thank you. And I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. WNYC. 